Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. White and Jordan on TalkSport. Legendary sports radio engineered for confrontation. The nation's primary destination for essential breaking sports news, triple distilled opinion and blistering debate. Jim White and Simon Jordan, mid-mornings on Talk Sport. Our first show, star-studded, I think you would agree, from Qatar in, in, uh, in the World Cup territory, of course. As usual, Simon alongside me, plus two international heavyweights in Martin Keown and Graham Souness. Just at the five World Cups between the two of them. Mr. Simon Jordan, good morning. Good morning. Well, good morning. we're here. We've arrived. Absolutely. Deep in the heart of it. Sitting, sitting adjacent to, I suppose you could say... Football royalty. Well, Graham would say it about himself, wouldn't you, Graham? Football royalty. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, I can't, I can't claim to be in the same class as Graham. He was an absolute wonderful player. Right. Hear, uh, I'm liking the show already. Are you just getting on side with him already, Martin? You're telling him well, he was a wonderful no, player. Well, he was, of course, that illustrious Liverpool team that he was in for many years. And then, of course, Scotland making it to the World Cup when England didn't. Yeah. Although they didn't really perform, Jim, did they? In that, in 78. Well, well that's so right, we'd agree. We, yeah. will, we will go there. We will go there. We'll go there, no, Graham. Nonetheless, it was you're not wrong. It, you enjoyed yourself anyway, Graham, in your, in your career, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I was in a dressing room where, where um, obviously the majority were English, and when they didn't qualify, you can imagine our, cool. our delight. Answer, yeah. And we didn't miss them. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Jordan, your impressions so far of this place? Much is being said, yeah, much I is mean, being written. Obviously, you know, we've been here for two or three days, so you know, you're acclimatising, finding your way around. I've spent time in places like this in Dubai, which is a <coughs> similar sort of setup. Um, we've spent some time with some relatively influential people, so we get to see the, 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 the landscape in a certain set of ways. But I'm, 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 I'm enjoying it. I'm finding getting through the traffic a little bit arduous, and the heat is not what I thought it was going to be. When we first landed and we got off the plane, I think both of us looked at one another and thought, Wowzers, this is really hot. This is, could be a problem. Um, but it's not. The heat is very bearable. It's very playable in. And I think that all the background narrative that's spinning around this World Cup, that anything you can find a problem with, people are trying to find a problem with, I don't think we're going to see the issue with players not being able to play in this climate. I think it's a perfect playing climate. And I think the environment is set up. I, I haven't felt the fever. You know, it is a bit strange. We've been around a few places and, you know, we saw uh, last night some... Uh, fans of Qatar coming in, singing and cheering. I don't know quite what they were singing mm. and cheering about. They got, mm. they got beaten up by um, uh, Ecuador 
But I think the momentum will start to build now when some of the bigger teams start to well, arrive. Well, that's right. And start to that's land. right. The opening game last night, Simon, you're, you're right. Producer Luke and I went along to that. Uh, it was staged in one of the, 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 the stadiums furthest away from Doha, certainly. Getting in was easy enough. Getting out was another problem. About an hour walk to get a cab back into the centre of town. But as reported, no alcohol on sale there at the stadium. It was Coke, Fanta, Bud Zero. That's what you, yeah, that's what you could get at any time before, during and after the match. Um, and as I say, at the end of it, it was an almighty walk back to the taxi area. But everything seemed to work. And key this morning is that in this part of the world, the World Cup committee say they are very, very happy with everything uh, that happened last night, both with the opening ceremony and with the match itself. 100% engagement Jim White and Simon Jordan on Talk Sport of course uh, the great and the good are in uh, Doha right now this morning even before I had breakfast it was hi good morning to Marcel Desai it was hi how are you to Alessandro Del Piero enough of the name dropping well maybe not quite because uh, it doesn't stop there uh, yesterday Simon and I were in the company of the owner of uh, Paris Saint-Germain the very proud Qatari Nasser Al-Khalafi the man who took Lionel Messi of course to PSG Simon and I I spoke with him and then I engaged with him myself and I said to Nasser just how proud was he that the World Cup has come to this part of the world everybody so excited you know we were waiting this for 12 years and everybody I mean so excited and we so proud as Qatari and you know proud to have the world come to our country and host them and show them our country show them the truth what's about country you know what's our people what's about you know, our people that really loves to host people and, and, you know, welcoming people. And I hope you feel it, uh, James, and everybody here. We do feel very welcome and everybody is welcome, aren't they? I mean, of course. I mean, you know, here, as His Highness the Emir said, you know, we'll, everybody welcome to Qatar. It's open door with open heart. And we're so excited to receive people, more people too. Gianni Infantino said one or two things in his address. Do you want to touch on that? I mean, did he make it too much about him? It's a World Cup, isn't it? I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I will not comment what he said, but I think the world been so unfair, honestly, to Qatar. You know, I mean... If unfair. Unfair, absolutely, because if people come and see what's Qatar, what's Qatari people, what we do in our country, you know, of course, we are not the perfect, you know, here, but trust me, we're doing our best and we, we are good people. We treat people with our heart. And what it hurts when I see everybody or most of the people, you know, media, you know, talking really just negative, that's not fair at all. I know your, your heart is here with the Qatari people, but of course your team is PSG. Everybody always says, how do you do it? Simon asks big questions about, is everything above board financially? But somehow you do it. No, I mean, listen, uh, as I said, you know, with the club, I mean, people always talking about Paris Saint-Germain, they think that we have just money and spending money. That's not true. If you buy a company and you want to invest in a company, you need to inject money, you know. That's it's about business and also football. So we put the club 70 million. Today is over 4 billion, you know, and we have, as I told you, have different offers. Is it good business? Yes, fantastic business. Are we doing good project? I believe yes. Everything right? No. Of course, you know, in football, you know, you do, you take decision. You can have 
you can you know decide with wrong decisions so we are not perfect just to be mm. you know also honest and but we're doing our best and i think you know we brought the club from where we are where we were where we are today i think we, we should be proud and I'm proud and you have an offer of four billion for the club but um, you're not going to sell over over four billion of course i mean we're going to give ourselves the club but why not a small percentage in the club we we think about with different offers actually Messi plays his football with you, but is his heart still with Barcelona? He's he's with us. He's the Paris Saint-Germain player, and you know he got contract with us. He's happy in Paris, and we'll see end of the season. And what about Mbappe? Does he want to stay? He's I mean he said it again and again, and I'm not gonna repeat every time. That was uh, Nasser Al Khalafi speaking to me yesterday, Simon. A four billion pound yeah. offer on the table for PSG yeah. and the Qatari ownership saying no. We're not selling. Four billion euros, yeah. I mean, we, we spoke to him on Saturday. Um, and I did, not in that interview, but I did say to him, um, and the recording wasn't great because we were outside a restaurant, you know, I can't square this circle. I can't work out how you guys can possibly comply with financial fair play. And he did. He spoke about the growth of the business. And of course, he's right to say businesses require investing in. I do have trouble with the methodologies being deployed. And I did say it to him. He said, I know you do. He said, but we're very clever. We do good business. We do free transfers. I said, but bloody hell, so your free transfer is Lionel Messi. I mean, that's not, <laughs> that's exactly. not much of a free transfer. Yeah. But, but the bottom line is, is you know, people are going to say whatever they want to say. We're over here. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're in this sort of company and we're bending and, and sort of adjusting our belief systems. But I actually found him to be a very engaging man and a very, um, a very football orientated person. He's incredibly proud of what his country is, is trying to achieve in this World Cup. And there's a, a deep-seated feeling of, of being maligned by the way that the West are portraying certain parts of this World Cup from what's happening to the migrant workers to what's happening with the situation surrounding their belief systems, Sharia law and Sharia religion beliefs. And they're really feeling that, the, that they're not being given a fair shake. So I'm going to look at it properly and pragmatically. But my experiences so far of these guys is they want this World Cup to be successful. There'll be motivations like there is in everything. And there is a concern. You know, I don't want the entire Premier League to be brought up by the Middle Eastern groups or by mm. Americans because it mm. will change the landscape to our disadvantage. Well, that's right. Was it, Graham, they're in the game. That, the fact that the the they're in the so, game. Was it the Qatar? Was it, sorry, Qatar. Was it PSG or was it Man City that turned around and said when, when there was um, discussions about financial fair play, well, if you ever want to get involved in a 40-year uh, le legal, legal process... We're up for that. So basically, just get back in your box and we'll do what we want. I'm not sure if PSG are running any differently to that. Mm. Um, yeah, they dominate the French League. Great. I think, is it 10 years now? It must be circa 10 mm. years. They've consecutively won the league. Yeah. Great. Um, why Neymar would go there from Barcelona? Why, why um, Messi would go there? I think it's fairly obvious why they've gone there. Is it a challenge for them professionally? Very much doubt it. Will they win the, the, the Champions League? Maybe they, one year. They've gotten close, Corey. They've maybe one year. There's one, there's one... That's what they want. That's one, the one they no, want, obviously. Winning domestic is not, is not yeah. a great achievement anymore for PSG, given the kind of money they've thrown at it. So I, I, think, it's only, I think I'm right in saying, is it only Marseille that's ever won the Champions League from French football? But what is interesting, Graham, is that they're talking about... Chelsea went for two and a half billion. They're talking about PSG having a potential bid on the table for free... Can you believe for, that? For, well... Do I disbelieve it? I take it at face value. The guy tells me until someone... I believe everything that someone says until Tommy lied, and I never believe another word that they say. The bottom line is, he says he's had an offer for four billion euros. That tells you the scale of where football's going. And he was it happy to, to offer, come to the table. And he was happy to offer that information, yeah. Simon. It would seem, Martin, that every, yeah, every, you, you, they're you all very happy at PSG. Yeah, We're I, still in Qatar, and you know, you're, you're blowing smoke up people's backsides. Well, 
Where is the value? Where is the four billion value in PSG? Where's the four? Where's the seven billion value in Man United? Well, I would suggest that Man United, arguably the biggest football club in the world, playing in the best league in the world, most watched, more interest in it. Yeah. And there's more Agreed. money in it. There's but, more money I'm not, in it. I'm not comparing that. I'm saying double the price. Man United's mm-hmm. perspective now seven billion. Where's the two and a half billion potential value in Chelsea? Premier These are the market. Yeah, I get that, Graham. But we also, we also have to stand in their own rights. Mm. Anyway, you mm. continue to be promoters for, for the Qataris. On you go. It's very nice of you. You've been, you've been, very, you've <laughs> very, been good, very, very respectful here sitting in Doha. And if I'm put on a plane this afternoon, I've had a super It's got nothing to do with respect, but you've got, to, you've got to give people the, ban- the, you know, the, of course. the benefit of the doubt. Now, of if course. I, you know, if you ask somebody, and you only do that by asking them well, questions. If you, if you ask somebody like the president of PSG, I don't think I can square that circle. I don't think you're good for the ecosystem of football. I don't think that you're, 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 you're so doing things you're in the way. So now you're agreeing with me. No, I've agreed with Graham. We're in the same space. But, but I asked the fella. I said it to the fella. Now, yeah. unfortunately for us, we've got an interview that was, was, was drowned out by but wind. The, but the fact of the matter is, Simon, the questions were <laughs> That's asked to... That's very true. That was drowned out by wind. The fact yeah. of the matter it's is... It's a contradiction. Well, yeah. With all due respect, you, d- you asked me a moment ago who is Nasser Al-Khalafi, and I had to tell you he's the owner of PSG. No, The no, bottom I, line I, is I've this. I've met him. I know who Messi, he is. Messi is there... And they're well aware of all the all the speculation that goes around that. You, the only reason is there's money. Well, yeah, bingo. You got it right in one. Pro- probably that's true. Is Mbappe leaving? No, he's not leaving. We want him here because he's our player. They're proud of these players as well, Martin. Yeah. They're proud and, that they've got the very best here. And Nasser Al-Khalifa, it was his dream, wasn't it, to get those players together, yeah. essentially. But it's interesting because, Simon, you've met him. And you were yeah. saying what a, a wonderful individual that he is. No, what I said, what I said was, I actually was surprised by how self-effacing he was, how mild-mannered he was, and also how much he wanted to talk about football. That surprised me. So you and see him? Would you see him as a good person? Somebody that he's I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of him. <laughs> we what all I do all know, we what, do know, Simon, yeah. is that we, we ask for his what, time and he gives do, it. What I You've do heard know. that one, judge a man by his friends. But yeah, he okay. Says, but you, but you're, oh, but, but what does that say I was, about I was, having, he's his I, mate. I was having dinner with you last night. What does that tell the world about everyone? I was buying. Yeah. Yeah. You expensed it. I want that buying. It's perfectly to, to where I went at half past ten, half past uh, one over here in Doha, Qatar. Uh, politically, behind the scenes, one or two things we thought were going to happen in terms of protests are now not going to happen. We'll get into that very shortly. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jim White versus Simon Jordan on Talk Sport. A daily landscape of fire, football, and feuding. Towering opinion from two giants of sports broadcasting. Jim White and Simon Jordan. Mid-mornings on Talk Sport. Of course, so much talk about protests around this uh, controversial World Cup. Uh, and the FA has been told by FIFA its regulations do not allow for Harry Kane to wear the One Love armband at the Qatar World Cup finals. It was thought a whole bunch of nations would be wearing this One Love armband. But now that has all changed. But up until yesterday, Gareth Southgate and Harry Kane were still very positive about that topic. I know there are some conversations going on. I think a number of the European countries have spoken. We've made our position clear. So hopefully everything will be resolved before the game. I think we've made it clear as a team and the staff and an organisation that we want to wear the armband. Uh, I know the FA are talking to, to FIFA at the moment and I'm sure by, by game time they'll have their decision. But yeah, I think we've made it clear that we, we want to wear it. And now they will no longer wear it, nor will the Welsh, nor will a whole bunch of uh, other competing nations, because after the pressure that was put on them, in a joint statement, the nations have said in the last few moments, as national federations, now that includes England and Wales, we can't put our players in a position where they could face sporting sanctions, including bookings. So we've asked the captains not to attempt to wear the armbands in FIFA World Cup matches. And they say, they reaffirm, we can't put our players in the situation where they might be booked or even forced to leave the field of play. Simon, what do you make of that? Another change that maybe we didn't see coming this time, or did we? What I make of it is I don't want to hear this in the first place. I don't really want to see our players feeling the necessity to bow to British media and Western media culture and values whilst playing in a World Cup which is about football. I understand the dynamics of how this World Cup has been set up. We've got it. We've got the message, right? But I, I really do believe that players being leveraged by agendas and by motivations of others, you can ask these players what their views are. Ask them to explain what their views are about the migrants. Ask them to explain what particular feelings they have about the LGBT community and there will be a silence because they're not really conversant with a lot of the facts. So I'm pleased to some extent that this has been put on the back burner. There'll be a collective uh, in you know uh, inhaling of breath from those that want to uh, want to motivate these agendas and say what a philistine my outlook is but i'm a bit tired of this they've come here to pay, play bloody football get on with playing football infantino didn't help it with his preposterous nonsense the other day you know the the moral control that he exhibited in his ridiculous outburst 
um, about what he is and what he isn't. I don't know whether he's spent too much time over here and he's getting influences in his head that, that take him away from where he really is and what FIFA should be doing. And by the way, that, that organisation needs to be looked at properly because football does not need this, this, this organisation governing our world game for much longer with some of the things that I'm watching and seeing from those guys. But I'm pleased that the players, I don't want to see them, and with due respect to the, the circumstances, I don't want the players to be taking the knee. For what we, we, you know, for what in this World Cup? They're playing in a World Cup. The leveraging of sport for any particular agenda, and people can talk about the poppy, but that's a completely different dynamic. That was a liberation of the civilized world, irrespective of ethnicity, yeah. persuasion, yeah. outlook, color, culture, creed. Starting to be motivated by certain circumstances and using a football field for it is fundamentally flawed. And this World Cup. People need to dial the narrative down a little bit. And the Western ideals about what we think we're entitled to tell other nations who are on a different journey that are evolving at different paces is preposterously arrogant. This country, Qatar, was part of the British Empire until 1971. So we might want to have a look at some of the values that we installed in here while we're giving people a lecture. So Graham Martin, it seems that certain U-turns are being performed, does it not? Um, just the other day, no. Alcohol will no longer be sold at Stadia. You cannot get a drink, an alcoholic drink, at the Stadia. So that change, you can in the fans' part. We'll get to that maybe later. But now with the One Love armbands, again, the federations and the captains, including Harry Kane, Aaron Ramsey and others, have had to bow yeah, Jim, to pressure been, from FIFA. You say that. They've been very clear, haven't they, in, in their thoughts and feelings along these lines. You know, so Who have? The England players, the LGBT community that they've supported, the migrant workers, but no one's condoning. All they don't know a bloody thing about it, Martin. Who, how do you they know don't this? know a I thing about it. Ask them. Go and ask them to give us a, give us an appraisal of what they do and don't know about well, it, and they'll be green with a vacant look as a group. And, and they take the knee as well. Of course, they do that, and I, and I commend them in doing that. If that's the minority, if the majority want to do that as a group and they want that togetherness and they want to make that support, that's fine. Of course, though, when the sanctions start affecting how you're going to operate in a comp competition, then you have to change. You have to back down. And that's all they're doing, Jim. Because you can't have a player being booked for wearing the armband. We're going to start losing Harry Kane then and get suspended in game. So it, they've pushed it. And there's been a brinkmanship right to the end, obviously. Yeah. So no self-sacrifice, you know. Because when you support the cause, right? You do do you really feel they need to? No, are, I think, are you I seeing th sacrifice? I think, I think You're if, here, we're here. I think if you, what team, what team, think, what individual I'll pulled out question. of this? I think if you want, to be, if you, if you want to be invested in something, then you have to involve self-sacrifice. It's easy to virtue signal in. I'll do this, I'll do that. Okay, some self-sacrifice. Self-sacrifice. Oh, no, no, thanks. I'll have none of that. No, the messaging is all important. What it, messaging? It's having its effect, isn't it? It's in about bringing this country up to speed with other countries. At what it? pace and by whose standards? By the standards of the West, are you outside of your well, mind? Let's have a look at some of the judgment calls that we've yeah, made over the last we're 50 years. Moral for high ground, and we're all righteous and virtuous. We are a bit, we? Yes, okay, I get that. Now we're here. It'd be nice to play some football. Exactly. But I think it's time, exactly. I think it's time now to step back a little bit from the players. And the players are doing that, aren't they? They're not going to wear this armband now. Well, they've been told. The love one. The one this, Martin's making the point that Qatar, we're trying to get Qatar up to speed with everybody else. They, they think they already are, Graham, and quite rightly. I like the, the no alcohol. The, the, I like the no alcohol. Okay, fair enough. I know that you're a recovering the, the, alcoholic. The, 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 I'm proud of that, that you're recovering. And you're 11 years now, Jim, in the making, okay? So I think it's a very good thing that we go to games and we don't have to the have fact, The fact of the matter is this, Graham. Um, Simon's saying football and let it be about no. football the purists will say that's what a world cup should be yeah. where we are with this world cup you know have you heard you, i don't know it's, it's, it's something we should never ever hear again from anyone's lips you should never mix sport and politics well this world cup is going to be remembered as but nothing but nothing but 
politics coming into sport. And people, and I'm with you, our, the history of our great country, we are a great country. Yeah, we are indeed. We're far from perfect. Correct. We're, uh, we're far from perfect. And even today, things are going on that I'm sure we only have a little small insight into. So we're far from perfect. Um, I, I, I hope we, are, we end up, and I think it will happen, because I've experienced the World Cup. So when the games start, um, you know, we start talking about the games. There's, there's, there's lots of things wrong in this country. And I hope long after the World Cup that it's highlighted. Um, but they've, they must have known when they bid for this World Cup that some of this was coming down the road for them. Of course. And can I just get on slightly? You're a businessman here. Yeah. I'm, we're a couple of yeah. hairy backside footballers. Mm-hmm. Who, who loses? With them announcing the alcohol ban two days, two days mm-hmm. before the Who loses out on that? Who's the loser there? Um, well, FIFA ultimately, because FIFA will be challenged Not by the nature of Budweiser. I mean, we're in a Muslim I, country, so we're going to benefit Can I tell where I'm coming from? Just a total, you know, total cynic's head on. Budweiser weren't here because of the amount of beer they were going to sell over, this, over the month of this tournament. No, it's around the world, Brandon. No, they, it's they, were, FIFA, they were here to keep pushing the name of Budweiser out there. Yeah, of course. They win. Indeed. They win with this ban. Well, they, w- they win with this yeah. ban. Yeah, people it's, are now. We, we're talking about them it's right now, they, they, and that'll be the state. That'll be the state of play. And every TV studio, every radio series throughout the world. And who wins? Who wins locally? The royal family win locally by banning it. They seem to be upholding the. Um, yeah, I get the dynamic. But so I, I just the cynics. Just a no. There's nothing wrong with looking through. I, I also look at extrapolating back to the argument of who does what, when, and how, and why. I mean, the BBC decided yesterday they weren't going to broadcast the opening ceremony. How dare they? How dare mm. Lineker and his motley little crew sit on that, giving us a lecture about how we should and shouldn't watch things. This is with British taxpayer money. This is an opening ceremony of a World Cup. We should be able to watch it because even if it's, even if it's just the BBC that are taking this stance, this is funded by the taxpayer. I look at it and I think it's preposterous. Mm. I really do. I think we're looking at things through a prism and people are turning this World Cup into something that it shouldn't be about. Sport should be separated. Well, we, look, we look at sport to take ourselves away from all the things that we know are going on in the world and we are allowing people with agendas and motivations that have nothing to do with yeah. what we came here for and Simon the bottom line different. is as they've been telling us constantly here everybody is welcome please respect us I don't think that's too much to ask and that's where everybody appears at this stage to be doing I've already spoken to a couple of local people here from England from Ireland from Scotland and they're all saying to me what a fantastic place it is to live you know when you come to a World Cup we went to Moscow and we were saying the same right. thing there. You're going to be house hunting, Martin, so anytime soon. But Martin, they'll turn around and say they're not. Here. They'll turn around and say, I mean, let's, be, let's play devil's advocate. The they'll say they're not a migrant worker and they're not a member of the LGBT community. So they're not being disadvantaged by it. They're in a wonderful place because they're part of a gentrification. Sure. That, that argument will not stand up. But I've sat here in, in, in Uber taxis talking to many, many people on the low end of the food chain. And every single one I talk to, whether it's from the Philippines or whether it's from India or Pakistan, says, I said, why are you here? Expecting to say, well, you know, I've got nowhere else in exactly. the world to be. Exactly. They're saying, I like Qatar. Many people are now saying good good stick to the football but then again that could have been said about Gianni Infantino the top man at FIFA at the weekend when he decided to say things like this today I feel uh, Qatari today I feel Arab today I feel African today I feel uh, gay today I feel disabled Today, I feel uh, a migrant worker. We are taught many, many lessons. 
from some Europeans from the Western world. I think for what we Europeans have been doing in the last 3,000 years around the world, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons. How many of these uh, European or Western business companies who earn millions and millions from Qatar or other countries in the region, billions every year, how many of them have addressed migrant workers' rights with the authorities? I have the answer to you. None of them. The irony there, Simon, was it was his organization who, just a matter of days before, had said, let's stick to football, yeah. the accents on football. And yet he departed from his own script at the weekend. And there was a lot of talk around that over here, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I hear that he's been out here for a year, living out here for a year. I think maybe some people have got in his ear and he's got a certain view based upon what he now thinks his view should be. Look, I mean, the FIFA as an organisation, you know, they're either incompetent full stop or there's something more sinister about them, and I think it's something more sinister. He's cut from the same cloth. I think this is a, an organisation that should have, has an NFP mentality, a not-for-profit uh, position, yet has $2.7 billion in the bank. I think that our football has been hijacked by a Swiss, Swiss environment that gives me great concern, and Infantino's lack of discipline and lack of ability to behave like a football administrator rather than a moral arbitrator that seemed to have some investment in the, in the argument he was making, I thought was absolutely preposterous. On one hand, he talks about not addressing these issues, then he's involving himself with using football as some sort of armistice mentality in the Ukraine, and now he's talking about the reality of how the world is seen through his eyes, you know, in terms of, I am a black man, I am... I mean, it's just bloody ridiculous. I know you were shaking your head, Graham, when you were listening to some of that. He obviously spent too much time in the sun. Um, I think Infantino is criticising the Western world and we're responsible for all the ills in, outside the Western world. If you go through the list of sponsors that FIFA uses, major sponsors, their history isn't so great. They'll, be, they'll, have, they'll have factories and facilities in the developing world, paying the very basic wages they possibly can get away with. So they're far from perfect. I, would, I wouldn't give him the time of day. I think, I think as I said, we're started. He's, he's mm. had too much time in the sun. And Mark, we're going to get back to football. You have to look at the reasons yeah. why he's saying this. What FIFA has become. Who put these people in charge of a World Cup? Who beggar, decided that belief. FIFA... Were, cause it used to be the Jules Rimet trophy. Who decided that FIFA had control? They drop into a country like the Vatican State determining how things will operate, what they will operate, they're exceeding their remit, is something very sinister about the way that, way that, that entity operates. Nonetheless, very uncomfortable. nonetheless, it is the FIFA World Cup and it is here in Doha, Qatar, and we're here with it, covering everything that moves. 100% engagement. Jim White and Simon Jordan on Talk Sport. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.